shall we pray? Thank you, Father, for tonight. We are gathered to you and we do not take it for granted because it is an honor to be gathered to you because you have already declared concerning this gathering that a gathering shall be unto you because unto you shall the gathering be. We are grateful. Thank you for an assurance also one more time that where two or three are gathered in your name, you are right there. We are grateful. We are not here to see any man or to hear any lecturing. We are here to receive the spirit of the word. And so we ask, O oh God, that you will speak to us and that the word of the Lord will have a free course to our lives. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for utterance and understanding. I plead for this for everyone. In the name of Jesus, amen. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. We are going to be treating a subject that I personally believe every church member should have done everything possible to be here tonight because the understanding of this subject would help you a lot. And so for those of you who are here, I want to ask you to be very, very committed in hearing the subject of violate not your conscience. Violate not your conscience. The conscience of every child of God is his strong force to resist lawlessness or to resist lawless evil at the same time to protect him as a child of God. The conscience is your greatest gift from God. And it is in simple terms the voice of your spirit. Amen. Did you hear that? The conscience of every believer is the one that speaks to him to protect him from lawless and evil. That is what the conscience of every believer is supposed to be doing for him. So if the believer has no conscience, the man is not a child of God. Hallelujah. The conscience in simple terms is the voice of your inner man, your spirit. 
As much as is the voice of the spirit, man, it can, he cannot be downplayed. Because as we go through the scriptures, you would understand where the Holy Spirit operates from if he speaks to you. Hallelujah. And so tonight, I want you to pay very serious attention to this. For many people have violated their conscience. And because of that, they are not standing well. You see, as I said last Sunday in the second service, the devil has been able to sway many people off from the most important things to things that are not important. So you see, this is why many people are very conscious of spiritual warfare which don't matter. And I will explain why. They are conscious of forces from outside. When the real truth is from the inside. You see, many problems we go through are due to the fact that we don't listen to the voice of the inner man, the conscience. Many problems. Marriages that are suffering is due to the fact that Nobody is listening to the inner man. Nobody is paying attention to the voice. Many, 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 I can't begin to tell you. And so that's why I pleaded with you that listen to this carefully. Hallelujah. May I tell you, a man's conscience can never be sharp when he's not born again. No, it's not possible. His conscience become alive when he is born again. Chapter 11. Chapter 9, we take from verse 11. I want to show you why this is important. Do not violate your conscience after listening to this word of God. Never. You should nurture your conscience and see how much he will tell you to do and not to do. In Hebrews chapter 9 verse 11 to about 14. Listen to this. But Christ being come And a high priest of good things to come. Do you have my NKJV? Okay. All right. But Christ, I, for a reason that I like the big H and all of that. But Christ came as a high priest of the good things to come. Somebody say a big amen. See, 
good things to come. He came for good things to come, such as a good conscience. Praise the Lord. But Christ came as a high priest of the good things to come. With the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands. That is not of this creation. Not with the blood of goats and calves. But with his own blood, he entered the most holy place once for all. Haven't obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of Haifa sprinkling the unclean sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God. Cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Praise the Lord. I will explain this portion. It's a very important portion of the Bible. I think I have demonstrated to you enough that Blood of bulls and goats and all of that were used as an atonement to cover the sins of the flesh. The sins of the flesh. The old nature. Just cover. Are you listening? Now, in that teaching, you will observe that sometimes the high priest who was taking the blood of bulls and goats and all of that to the Holy of Holies to offer as a sacrifice, sometimes he died, according to Bible. And the reason why he died is because though what he was going to offer was for his sins and the sins of the people, which we have seen here, sanctifies the flesh, purifies the flesh. But the reason why he dies is that when he gets in there, his conscience may not be pure. And God will have to judge him. That is why sometimes they die. So Jesus, when he came, the sacrifice that he made, it took care of the conscience. Blessed be the name of Jesus. It took care of it. That's why in the verse, verse 14, read it for me please. Verse 14. One, two. Hallelujah. How much? How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through they were, they were all offering, they were all offering sacrifices. 
But the first sacrifice couldn't take care of the matter. If the first one was perfect, there would not have been any need for the second one. So, God had to now bring in more excellent one. And it is excellent because now it deals with the intent of the man. Where Satan had destroyed everything. But the blood, you see, that's why when I was speaking to you on Sunday, I was very emphatic that let's not play with the blood of Jesus as the people do. The blood, the blood, the blood, they talk by heart with the blood, my friend. The blood deals with the conscience that had been made weak, that the man can decide that I don't want to do this, but he's helpless. The blood is able to go into that, and the blood is able to sanctify and make the person strong in his conscience, and the man will say, I will not bring myself to this, and he will not do it. Blessed be Jesus. That's why I said, see, a lot of people don't understand what born again is. A lot of people think that born again is coming to church. That's why you see, people are coming to church and they are devils to their husbands. They are devils to their wives. They are devils to their bosses because they don't understand. Tonight, let your conscience come back to you. And let the blood take care of that. Hallelujah. Is somebody listening to me? I want you to take your time to understand the sermon. Because you see, when you understand it, all those things that people do freely like that, before you get up to do it, your conscience would have spoken. And your obedience to your conscience makes you now relax. Because you have not violated by not disobeying him. Hallelujah. The Bible said, how much more shall the blood of Christ, now listen to what the blood of Christ does. Shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse, cleanse, everybody say cleanse, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Hallelujah. It takes only the blood of Jesus to purify your conscience. The blood of bulls and goats could not do it. It takes only the blood. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. So the conscience matter that we are talking about. So many Christians are misbehaving and they don't, let me be honest with you, whether you like me or not, they don't know that they are digging their own path to hell. Because they love, it is me, I am, I am, I am, okay, that's no problem. If you have a conscience, you will never talk like that. Hallelujah. Are you becoming very economical with your amen? Amen. Don't ever violate your conscience. It's your protection. It's your security. It is your victory over sin. Because the voice of your conscience 
or let me say your conscience is the voice of your spirit man. And you will begin to see shortly that the only place where the Holy Ghost talks to and through is your conscience. Amen. How much more the blood purifies your conscience. So any genuine child of God has his conscience already purified from dead works, from rottenness, from pride. Do you know your conscience can tell you that is this what you want to say? And you will close your mouth. Your conscience can't excuse you. Your conscience can accuse you. In Romans chapter 9, verse 1. Listen to what Paul said. I tell you the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience also, bearing me witness in who? So the Holy Spirit will never bear witness anywhere else except in your conscience. When you read why he started talking like this, furthermore, the Bible says in the verse 2, that I have great sorrow and continual grief in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were a curse from Christ for my brethren, my countrymen, according to, my, according to the flesh. Who are Israelites, to whom pertain the adoption, the glory, the covenant, the giving of law, the service of God, and the promise, verse 5. Of whom are the fathers and from whom, according to the flesh, Christ came, who is overall the eternal blessed God. Amen. Now, you know why? You see, when somebody says that I'm praying for you, it could either be true or not true. A lie? Did you get that? But when Paul said, I'm praying for you, he doesn't lie. The reason is because his own conscience is bearing him witness in the Holy Ghost that the thing that he is talking is the truth. But today's believer, when they say I'm praying for you, that statement means that that is when I prayed for you. Amen. I love the verse 1. Read it carefully because there's a revelation there you must catch. 1, 2. You see, he was saying that my inside voice reminded me that I have been praying for you. Because you see, you people were the people that God chose amongst all the race in the world. You were the ones that he chose to bring about the mystery of our salvation. And he was saying that, ah! 
How is it possible that you were the chosen race for such a precious work? And you seem to be getting out of the blessing of this matter. And so what I'm doing every day is, oh my God, these people, do they see at all? How blessed they are to have been chosen. And now they are playing. And may I tell you that it is the same thing. There are many people who are born again. They are playing with the matter. So he was burdened and he was praying every day. And then he said, my conscience bearing me witness. In other words, the Holy Ghost also bearing me witness because he's the one who says that pray for these people. And I do it. That's why he was bold to say my conscience. And I have already established that the conscience of every man is the voice of his spirit. Now, if you are here and your conscience is dead, you are finished. So as I'm preaching now or teaching, I can ask you for one thing. Tell the Lord, Lord, revive my conscience. Lord, fire him up. And renew me in such a manner that when he begins to speak, I will hear and I will obey. Amen. You know, today our churches don't teach some of these important things. Our churches, Satan has been able to help them and they have accepted the doctrines of the devil in such a manner that we are always thinking about, yes, we are standing against the devil, this and that. My friend, if your conscience is up, you don't have time. Because, you see, your conscience will begin to speak some things to you. And that's when you ought to. He will say to you, do you really want to speak? He opened not his mouth, though he was put before his shares. And then the devil will whisper and say, are you standing there when they are accusing you? And are you going to be quiet? He said, the voice will say, even himself, they did it to him. So if you don't open your mouth, it doesn't matter. And you will be quiet and you say, I hear you, Lord. And if somebody, Satan can bring another agent and say, Ah, you can't speak for yourself. Why? He doesn't know that the inner man is speaking. Praise the Lord. I pray tonight. You don't know how much I have prayed today. The Lord, if only you can bless this church and everybody with the understanding of listening to the conscience, we will become victorious Christians. Amen. I tell you the truth in Christ. I am not lying. I was asking why should the whole apostle say, I'm telling you the truth, I'm not lying. Because Christians are lying. The believers are lying. So he says, this matter I'm telling you, I'm not lying. My own conscience. Do you know the best person to give you a witness for your own safety is your conscience. Failure to do that, you are finished. And when I say you are finished, I will come to what I mean by you are finished. Hallelujah. So I'm begging you. Those of us who are not paying attention to our lives, And we think that as long as we can dress nicely, we are fine. Christianity is not dressing. 
Christianity is not how I'm prospered. I'm well paid. I don't need anybody. You know, your conscience is what you need. If you pay attention to your conscience, you're a good person. And you will make it to heaven. If you're not paying a conscience, attention to your conscience, begin to cry to God. Why is my inner... David said, why are you quiet within me? Why? Why are you quiet within me? Because if the man is not speaking, you are a dead goat. Like many dead goats in Ghana. Amen. I tell you the truth, I'm not lying. My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost. Now you see, it is the only place that the Holy Ghost will bear witness. It is the only place that the Holy Ghost will speak through. If you never knew, I'm telling you today. The Holy Ghost speaks only through your conscience, which is the voice of your spirit man. Hallelujah. Let's look at something in Romans chapter 2. Still in the witness bit of it. Your conscience can, your conscience bearing your witness may excuse you or accuse you. So we read from Romans chapter 2 verse 11 to 16. For there is no partiality with God. Everybody say there is no partiality with God. Do you believe it? You know sometimes if you are not very careful you can look at certain people and think that God doesn't love you. But those people don't have any special ground standing with God. Everybody is the same in his eyes. It all depends on your obedience to him. Amen. So there is no partiality with God. Note it today. You can decide to win favor with God. It is a matter of choice. There is no partiality with God. Yes. For as many as have sinned without the law would also perish without law. As many as have sinned in the law will be judged by the law. For not the hearers of the law are just in the sight of God, but the doers of the law will be justified. Time will not allow us to go into some of these beautiful scriptures one by one. For when the Gentiles who do not have the law by nature... Do the things in the law. These, although not having the law, are law to themselves. Who showed the work of the law written in their hearts? Their conscience also bearing witness. And between themselves and their thought, excusing or uh, accusing or excusing them. I will explain that. Now, see, this is why it's very dangerous. I've had occasions where people will say to me, yeah, without the preaching of the law, uh, of the gospel, some people may not be saved and all of it. But you see, there are some people in certain areas and all of that. You know, God is too wise. He is too fantastic. Some people may not but those people are not left alone for the fact that there is a conscience which makes everybody to know 
that this thing that I'm doing is correct or not correct. Hallelujah. And some people may not know as much as you and I know. Yet, the fact that their conscience are working and they are saying that I cannot do this. That's why the Bible says that you will be judged. If you have the law, you will be judged according to it. If you don't have it and yet your conscience is working in a manner that you are able to do what is right. God will show you mercy. That's why there is no partiality with God. Hallelujah. I hope you understood that. Of course, the preaching of the gospel is the, is the power of God unto salvation. I was quickly looking at those people. I was trying to dig those people that when Jesus died, he went to preach to them in hell. I was asking myself simple question, who are those people? And I observed that. It was very easy. Those people from Noah's time, all of those who were held there. Jesus went there and preached. Even that, the Bible is very specific that some people still didn't accept. Some accepted and they came. Hallelujah. See, let me be honest with you. This matter of conscience... You see what he said in this place in the verse 15. Who show? He is already explaining those people. Who show the work of the, of the law written in their hearts? They don't have the paper Bible. But they have heard something about God saying that do this and don't do that. And they have accepted it into their hearts. Because of that, when they are confronted with issues to do otherwise, they say, but God doesn't like it. So I will not do it. So the law is written on their hearts. Now, those are the people, the Bible says that who show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also. Now, what you will see is that your conscience begins to only work when your spirit is filled with the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. All through the Bible, as I was studying, I could see that God was very specific. Your heart and your conscience, your heart. So as the word of God comes in, there are many believers who are taking in the word of God. Unfortunately, but when it comes to the, the, the working of the word of God, they say that, yes, I know the scripture in my head. I am very academic. I can quote everything. But the matter is that this is where I'm standing. Once I've decided to do this, no, I have decided to do it. I say to you tonight, please allow your conscience to pick up what is in your spirit. And agree and walk worthy of the Lord. Amen. I said amen. amen. Who showed their work? Do you know that there are certain people, they don't know anything as you know. Do you know there are many people who have not even come to church? Because nobody has gone to the village to preach to them to establish churches. And yet those people have basic understanding of not disrespecting the elderly. 
of not stealing somebody's goods. Always ready to help somebody in the village. When somebody is talking rubbish to the elderly, he say, don't, why you are a small boy, don't do that. Don't you know that he's an elder? He doesn't know it's in the Bible. Yet, he's able to practice it. The conscience is working. Now, we have gotten to know too much. And those of us who have gotten to know too much that teach it, our conscience is not working. It's a big matter. It is a big matter. I pray in the name of Jesus that your conscience will work. So, coming back, he says, their conscience also bearing them witness. And between themselves, that is, in the man, their thoughts excusing or uh, sorry, accusing or excusing. What does that mean? How many of us have experienced this? You said something and you felt so bad. I shouldn't have done that. You felt very bad. Nobody whip you. Nobody even accused you. But you did it. And you felt bad. Let me see by hand. You know who was working? Your conscience. A scripture that can quickly come into mind is when King Saul wanted to kill David several times and made a couple of attempts and then one day God handed him over to David because there was a cave and David was hiding in the inner chamber and in pursuing David Saul and his soldiers they came into the same cave but they were at the mouth so they slept including the soldiers and some of David's people said ah there's a fulfillment of scripture I will hand over your enemy to you. Finish him. This one, we didn't chase him. Now he came. And God, my master, this one, we don't need to think. God has handed over the man to you. Finish him. And David, as he was standing there, the conscience was working. With another scripture. Touch not my anointed. Do my prophet no harm. As far as those people were concerned. Their conscience were dead. So, so David did something. The Bible said he went and cut. A piece of. Source cloth. And later he used that as an evidence. Even that small thing that he did, the Bible said his heart smoothed him. God was trying to say, why do you have to do that? Yea, this secret, if we get to know, we shall be fine. So his conscience was accusing him, David, why did you cut the king's cloth? 
His heart smote him. But today, be honest with you, I see what prevails in church. People don't know even what is called conscience. They don't even know alone obeying their conscience. People have no scruples. Sometimes I ask myself, do they understand born again? Because you see, we have read from Hebrews, which is already establishing that the blood of Jesus, how much more the blood of Jesus will purge your conscience from dead works. And I ask myself, is this working for believers today that the blood has taken care of the dead works? So when you see some attitude of certain believers, it tells you that they said, Jesus, we can talk about you that you are a savior, but you, you cannot work on my conscience. I want it the way I want it. That's why I told you tonight, pray that your conscience will work. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Do you think you understand what I have said so far? Amen. You know, if God helps you, the Holy Spirit, our teacher, helps you to understand what it means to be purged in your conscience by the blood, you are a very wonderful Christian. Because you, 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 you can't just do things by heart. You can't. It's impossible. Today, there is no difference between believer and unbeliever. The unbeliever marriage is the same as the believer. Because the conscience is not working. They have killed their own consciences. So, everything is on the mind. If you do me like this, if you, be, if you don't bring the money, me, I won't cook for you to get some to eat. If you want to eat, bring the money. Where is your conscience? In one? Where is it written in the Bible? You know, I, to be honest with you, I don't understand certain things. I don't. And I don't want to understand. And if you want to eat in this house, put the money on the table. And probably the man may not even have. But when you were standing with me here, you say, until that do a spot. Oh, Jesus. But see, see, son. I mean, um, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me just make it a little practical. Let me make it a little practical. Where is the security money? Husband, where is the security money? Security money, you work, I work, we all are helping. No, 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 you are the man, you must provide. I, me, I'm a woman, I can use my money, my money as I want. Oh, now what if you think? 
know, you know, brethren, people are suffering. Oh, people are suffering. People are suffering. They are suffering. Their conscience, the conscience of people are so dead that it means nothing to them. When they do this to their husbands, when they do this to their wives, it, 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 it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, it, in fact, it doesn't scratch them. Is it possible that this is my wife, I treat her like this, then I have no conscience. But may I say to you, as much as you may not like what I'm preaching, plead for mercy for yourself. Because I know that the day is coming that this matter you are hearing will re-echo it one more time in the presence of the Lord. Conscience is the voice of the Spirit. Amen. Where are we? There was a scripture before this one. Thank you very much. There's um, a very beautiful scripture I observed. Still in the book of Romans. Do you know that every child of God is supposed to be very submissive? Do you know that? I know that there are specific areas when it talks about women submit to your own husbands. In fact, I think it's in First Peter chapter 3 or so. Because after he has said that, he also came back and confirmed that you submitting each to the other. Then I realized that we are all in it. Amen. But that's not what I want to touch on. I want to touch on every one of us must be subject to the law of Christ. In Romans chapter 13 verse 5. And the reason why we ought to be subject is very simple. I, before, okay, you want to read the scripture for me, every one of you, please. One, two. Hallelujah. One more time. One, two. Who can explain to me what he thinks the scripture is speaking? Okay. Let me do it myself. Do you notice that sometimes our not doing what is wrong, majority of the time, is due to the punishment we think we will receive, true or false. How many of, me, how many of us agree to this? I want to see by hand, seriously. You are not going to sin. You are not fornicating because probably you'll be, hey, if I go and do it and Christ comes. Isn't that the reason why we don't? Is it not a reason why we don't do that? 
when I discovered this matter in the scripture, then I saw that conscience. So this scripture is saying, as much as it is good for the sake of probably afraid, being afraid for the punishment you will receive for doing what is wrong, the Bible is saying that not only because of wrath, also for conscience sake. Praise the Lord. I am not doing it because my conscience is telling me that it is not right. Praise the Lord. I am not doing it because my conscience is emphasizing that it is not correct. And so you see that the fear of not doing what is wrong because of punishment is not enough. So then I was sitting quietly, I was simply asking myself, do you know that if it is only because of fear, then God easily can come back and say, you, you are already defeated in this matter. You see, because it's not by conscience, it's because you are afraid of the punishment. But when your conscience has been cleansed, for conscience sake, you don't do it. Praise the Lord. So means that begin to listen to your conscience. Begin to listen to the voice of the Spirit in you. Now, this thing that I'm speaking is not only for you. It's for all of us sitting here. We have not done certain things or we are not doing certain things because we fear. But God is saying that let it be above that. For your conscience sake, that has been purified. You are not doing it because of conscience sake. Hallelujah! But if we also know that there won't be consequences, consequences for punishment. Hello? If we, we, got, we get to know that this thing that we want to do, there won't be any consequence. You know, let me tell you something. The reason why the, the world has prescribed... What? What on the cry friend is saying? Ouch. Where is the bottle? How do we call it? Condoms. Yeah, condoms. My wife reminded me. <laughs> bottle. That's how I call it. Now, do you know why people are using bottle condoms? Because with that, you are sure you won't get pregnant. True or false? Oh, you are not minding me at all. See, Christians don't like for this to be taught. Because it's good. He can come to church on Sunday when he knows very well that he was a bottle and has done everything. But who will tell him that after all, the woman that you did the thing, they can never be pregnant. So, holy are you, Lord. Do you like my preaching tonight? Because you see, if he uses condoms, he can be very hardened to repent. 
Because he knows by all means there can never be any results. Sister Opalai. So today, who was telling us many years ago? One of, us, one of our brothers who was working at the pharmacy. He said he will be there and talk, talking people will come and buy condoms. They come and buy. And he's asking himself, ah, but this brother is not married. Why is he buying the condoms? I said, why didn't you ask him? <laughs> Praise the Lord. So you will observe that condoms has taken the place of conscience. Because there won't be any punishment. The sister will come to church for one year. You will never see him pregnant. You will never see her pregnant. And you, the holy brother, you are praying, a virgin I want. Yo. Where we? <laughs> There's no holy beer. Except that he hasn't been caught. When I understood this matter of conscience, then I realized that many people are not standing well. Because, you see, let's all be honest with ourselves. If there cannot be a resource for everybody to see, who can accuse you that you have sinned? But I thank my God that your conscience will never free you. In this case, am I lying? When the pastor says, I see a revelation, somebody, you say, Lord, for conscience sake, I beg you tonight, for the sake of conscience, for the sake of conscience, live right. Not for the punishment and for the disgrace, but for the conscience. See, when I mess up, I must be honest with you, I can't pray. When I say something or I do something that I know, this was not correct. How am I going to pray? It's not possible. I will sit and I have to solve the matter before God. There was a day somebody did something. It was so troubling. This person did something that was so disturbing. A believer. Not fornication, not no, no, not, not those. And I reacted. I got up my usual dawn. And you know one of the things I said, I said, Lord, I'm sitting here to be worshipping and to be praising and to talk with you. You know very well. I know. I can't be a hypocrite. So you just look at me and have mercy on me. I'm begging you. But when the day breaks, I will make sure 
as much as my matter in this case, Lord, in my judgment, is not bad. I know you said that if I have a problem with somebody and I'm coming to sacrifice, I should leave my sacrifice and go and resolve it and come. So, I can't honestly put up. Lord, I can't honestly. So, so I sent a mail at that dawn and said, give me time. I want to see you today. Thank God a person came. And I resolved it. And I told the person, you know, I didn't blame her by saying that you didn't let me pray. I said, I haven't been able to pray. I just have not been able because I couldn't see myself praying when I know very well. But today, brothers, sisters, there are many wives when they have punished their husbands. Shame. Shame. I wonder how you do it. Teach me how you do it. I won't take it though. But I wonder how you can be so comfortable when you know very well that things are not correct and yet you are kneeling down and say, let's pray. Is it the act of prayer you are interested in? Please, let's stop the nonsense. Let your conscience work. I said, let your conscience work. This scripture. Therefore, you must be subject. What does that mean? Trying to say, obey God. Listen to God. Not only because you think he will punish you, but because your conscience must work to tell you that, are you praying? How many of us have ever had this statement from the Holy Ghost before? Eh, so you are sitting here praying. How many of us have had that before? Oh, media, I have it. And you are sitting here praying. As soon as I hear that, eh, you are sitting here praying. I said, Lord, I'm sorry. I've stopped. And I will try to resolve the matter. If I can plead with you, please, there are many things we are doing that we think that, let me stand here for everybody to see. As my wife will say, you go far too much. You see, there are many things that we are doing that we think that we are doing God like, he will not see. So, when you pass here, you say, guru, 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 guru. You say, Lord, you didn't see, but you will hear. You are joking. If we want to be true Christians, I beg you in the name of the Lord, our conscience must work. Are you listening to me? I know it's not a palatable sermon. And I know you are saying that these days the messages you preach are not palatable. It's not your message. The one who gave it to me didn't say it is palatable or not palatable. Your conscience must work. Say to your neighbor, would you allow your conscience to work? From tonight. It is your safety. It's your protection. You will do well. If you listen to your conscience. 
Amen. Brethren, Christianity is being diluted. Oh, it has moved away from conscience to oh, after all, once nobody can see, it's okay. Who taught you like that? We don't live for people to judge. We live for the conscience sake. Hallelujah. There are many husbands and wives in this church and in branches. They are not going to heaven. You are saying in your heart that you know. I know. Because of the authority of the word of God. Hallelujah. Why are we treating ourselves so miserably? Why are we doing that? Why are we doing that? Why can't, I mean, the woman and the man that you, you sleep with, you are naked. Me, I can be free bonto in my house. But I can't be free, can I be free bonto here? So, there is nothing to hide from this woman. And yet, we are hiding. Even some of us, our, 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 our pay slips, we are hiding. You are a fool. When you die, the pay slip will be there. Then, the person will say, Get up today and cover your payslip. You know, it's, it's so sad. It's so sad. Things that people have given their hearts to. Pastor Pimpo, things that people have become so protective of. They are nothing. And we are ill-treating one another. Then you have other foolish men telling you that, don't let women see everything. See what? See what? Can't we be ourselves? You're a child of God. Be a true believer. For conscience sake. If your conscience is not telling you these, day, these things, there's going to be a spark of it from tonight. Hallelujah. Hey, conscience is an asset. Oh, if you are, your conscience is not working. First Timothy, First Timothy, chapter one, verse eighteen and nineteen. I want to show you something. First Timothy, chapter one. You see, when Paul was giving a charge to his son, listen to what he said: "This charge I commit to you, son Timothy." According to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that you by them may wage a good warfare. Now, you can only wage a good warfare when your conscience is correct. Now, listen to what he said further. Having faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected concerning the faith, have made a shipwreck. Wow. What does that mean? When your good conscience had been rejected, when you are not listening to the convictions of your spirit, the voice of your spirit, shipwreck means that when the ship is in the sea and the ship is broken and water is gushing in and it's not operating as a ship, it's called shipwreck. So meaning that when you are not operating in good conscience and faith, you are already finished. Your ship is broken. 
You are, everybody else sees you to sing, everybody else sees you to preach, but as far as God is concerned, your ship is leaking. Your ship is not moving. Shipwreck is a dangerous thing. That's why he says that having faith, it is not enough to have faith only, but have a good conscience. Hallelujah! Your, con- your con- convictions inside of you should tell you that don't do this. Don't. I mean, that is conscience. If you have faith and your conscience is not talking to you, the voice of your spirit is not talking to you, you are shipwrecked. Amen. Having faith. And you know who he spoke to? This is a good pastor in the Bible. Son, Timothy. Let's go to the 18. Let me read it so you see who he was talking to. This charge I commit to you. He didn't say I commit to the church. This charge I commit to you. You, son, Timothy. According to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that you by them you may wage a good warfare. For anybody to wage a good warfare, you have to have faith and your conscience must work. This is why I keep telling you that all this spiritual warfare that we are doing, sometimes for me, we are joking. Let your conscience work. And you will see that you will wage a good warfare. Praise the Lord. We try, and you know, we have been able to do it in a very nice way. We are waging a woo Who told you that that's how we made spiritual warfare? Let your conscience work and be obedient. By one word, Satan will be trembling. And he will be uprooted. Hallelujah. Let your conscience work. When there is going to be a palabra, lust is rising up in you. Your conscience will say, you cannot do that. Tell him to say, shut up. You have won the victory. When there is going to be a problem, insult your husband. And your conscience says, how can I insult? He is my Lord. I cannot do that. The conscience is working. You have won the victory. When, he, when, when something rises up in you to say, do this, do this, do that, and then your conscience comes up and says, it, 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 it doesn't work it. Why shall I be angry with him? You say, oh, it's not necessary for me to be angry. When the conscience says, that, do you really want to be angry? It's not necessary. You say, hallelujah. Your conscience is working. Amen. You won't say amen now to me. Hallelujah. Having faith and a, and a good conscience. Some haven't rejected. Some haven't rejected. Most people have rejected good conscience and faith. We are the ones who see them as they are standing because they come to church every Sunday. They are finished before the Lord. May you not finish before the Lord. Tonight, may your spirit revive in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to show you something briefly. You know, just to buttress where we started from, that Jesus dealt 
with the conscience and brought it alive. When the woman who was caught in the very act of adultery, you remember the case? You remember how the people were very bold because they have caught her red. Yes, Jesus! This one, feely, feely. We saw John chapter 8. There's a very interesting thing that I saw. It's very, John chapter 8, verse 11. John, no, verse 9. Verse 9. Let's start from 9. Now, listen to this. Then those who heard it, uh, 7, verse 7, please. Verse 6. This they said, testing him that he might have something, that they might have something of which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger as though he did not hear them. So when they continued asking him, he raised his head, he raised himself up and said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him throw the stone at her first. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Now listen, this is the interesting thing. Then those who heard it, being convinced, read that for me. One, two. They were operating under the law of boots and goats and all of that. So they thought, as long as our own has never been seen, we are clean. And do you know that in church, that's what happens. They say the sister is pregnant. Hey, what? Mm. Hey, sister, no. Young woman knows why you're pregnant. Ah, which sister? The one in ambassadors. Hey. Oh, haven't you seen that his dress has changed? Then they are making. Choo, 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 choo. And do Pastor, hey, Pastor Dennis, do they know? Pastor Bimpo is the one who makes the announcement. <laughs> so, so what are they going to do about it? Hey, these Christians, your own. Condoms has protected you. So, you are talking about somebody's. This is what they were doing. This is what they were doing. So, Jesus saying that, I came now to deal with their conscience. And I'm starting it with you people now. So, when they came, they were very happy and then Jesus was just writing his things. He got up and said, yeah, 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 I hear what you're saying. No problem. We will tackle the matter very soon. By the way, if any of you have never seen before, let that person take the stone and just cast it. I give you the liberty to do so. And then Jesus, I don't know what he was writing. Whether he was writing, that shall not steal, that shall not kill. So Jesus continued. Now everybody will now say, ah. 
on my way coming here. In fact, except that I used condom. Except that there was darkness. Except that my own nobody saw. And when Jesus got up, he said, Woman, where are thy accusers? The woman said, No man, neither do I condemn you. Go and say no more. What kind of Jesus is this? Your conscience, when it works. You know, I respect those people for one thing. Their conscience were working. May you be like that. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says, don't, don't go to, let, let me just stay with the nine quickly, and then we'll be finished on that. Because, you see, when the Lord gives you grace to treat a certain subject, it's very, very, very interesting. The Bible says that those who had it, being convicted by their conscience. Have you come to the point in your life when you are so convicted by your own conscience, and because of that you have retreated? That is what I pray for you for tonight. Amen. You can ask God, Lord, do you know that sometimes in the church everybody knows that you are Mr. Goodman, but you know very well and you say to yourself, hey, you say, I'm a good man. I don't know. As I keep saying, I, I pity sisters who unfortunately let down their conscience. And then when they wear the white robe, and they, uh, how, what is the song? They say, don't do. We say, when I will say, don't do. If you knew, I didn't know that church, you would say, don't do. They are singing for, and everybody is very happy. Don't do, say, please, don't don't do me. Because I've been already don't do. Brethren, your conscience must work from tonight in the name of Jesus. You know, Paul understood this. Can I preach for two minutes? Paul understood this so well. So well that when I looked at Paul, Paul, Paul was not a man who was moved by advertisement, acceptance. You know, I am thanking my God that not, by the grace of God, I'm coming to a point where I don't care what you think about me. People are too conscious of, hey, you know, what do you think about me? We are too, it's fleshly life. Just be who you are in Christ. Hallelujah. I, those things don't move me at all. When there is something and you go and say small, that, oh, but you brother, please, you can't say this outside, eh? They are more concerned about you can't say this outside. So, be who you are in secret, be who you are in the open. Praise the Lord. Now, Paul, there's something that I love about this man. He was very conscious of the, 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 the conscience. That in Luke, in, in Acts chapter 13, verse 23, oh, Acts chapter 20, 23, verse 1, he made a statement. I'll combine the two. 
Then Paul, looking earnestly at the council, said, Men and brethren, I have lived in good conscience before God until this day. Praise the Lord. I have lived in good conscience before this very day. In chapter, the next chapter, verse 24, sorry, chapter 24, verse 16. The next chapter, 24, 16. Read that for me. 16. One, two. I didn't hear what you said, but it's okay. This being so, I myself always strive to have a... (coughs) Excuse me. This being so, I myself always strive to have a conscience without offense towards God and who? Man. Brethren, this is the qualification. You should have a conscience free from evil before God. And when it comes to brethren also, blameless. Your conscience must work. That's why he said, this being so, that's my lifestyle. I myself always strive to have a conscience without offense. There are many of us, we have offenses within us. We are offended everywhere. In fact, even I'm preaching tonight, you may be offended. But that's one country broke or no broke. It's okay. Because I didn't come because you will be offended. Somebody is being blessed. Hallelujah. There are many people carrying offense in their hearts. Some people are carrying offense because they are in good positions now. Foolish. What is good position? The only good position is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. One of my younger sisters, many years ago, when she was not correct, she said, Aren't you? She said, uh, there was another one that he said also. Your can said, "My name is Chumoko." There's another one that this time, praise God, you're forgotten. <coughs> my wife is the one who helps me. Adeng, obiama titi, Adeng. My name is Chumoko. She was trying to say, "Don't come and disturb me because I grind my pepper myself." If you grind your pepper yourself, should somebody come and grind your pepper for you? She was too wild, Papa. That my sister. Thank God I witnessed to her. Now we are all at peace. Amen. She will fight everything. And then when you go, Mommy, Aden, 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 Mommy, Mommy, Aden, Me and I'm Chumoko. I want to have a free conscience. Who agrees with me? Praise the Lord. Do you think you have been blessed tonight? Honestly, I have more fire here, but I have to drop the matter because, you see, I don't want to be tempted above board. Um, Dennis is not the only person listening to the sermon. I can preach to myself for another 40 minutes, but I'm listening to you with you, so let me just drop it. If your wife is not here, go and preach this together. Say, let's sit down and talk about this matter. If your husband is not here, and then be, be, don't be afraid, my friend, my wife. Are you sure your conscience is backing you in what you are doing? 
Are you sure? My husband, you, do you know that you have two faces? Are you sure your, your conscience before God is pure? Like we heard tonight. I know there's the proud one. Oh, clear off. But you would have done your part. Amen and amen. No, may the Lord deliver us tonight. Hallelujah. Do you agree with me? Do you think we should stand to pray? Oh, bless the Lord. Would you stand and thank you, Lord Jesus, that my conscience is working. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, arrest all the garbage that had been around the conscience. That is not allowing it to function. Very well. I wonder why I started talking about husbands and wives. That means there's a problem, eh? Talk to the Lord about it. And if yours is not a husband, but yours is towards your wife, towards, his, no, towards your children, yours is towards your boss, yours is towards the church, towards your pastor, oh, tell him. In fact, towards your own self, your conscience is not working. Tell him, Lord, I, I ask you to cleanse me. Lord, take this thing from me. Ah, because my conscience must work. Good conscience, faith and good conscience. Kombusheteke. Thank you, Father. Father, why have we neglected these things? Oh God, forgive us. Why have we looked at things only from the outside and judged by the outside? Lord, forgive us. Tonight you brought us to bring this understanding to us so that we will pay attention to our conscience where the Holy Spirit is working, oh God. We are asking you, please, Father, good conscience, good conscience. Lord, some of us whose conscience have been attacked and had been encaged, release, dear Father, release, oh God, let the blood, the blood, how much more the blood will cleanse dead conscience. My Father, let there be, in the name of Jesus, Lord, let consciences be revived. Let consciences be cleansed by the blood of the lamp, that we can be free, Lord. Poro shedeme, kandu dizete liminioso. Tozuta yaba, kuminiafalede, kondo sotoyo. Father, release, release, release. Let our conscience work. Let our conscience... Sometimes, Lord, we kick against the conscience. Oh, tonight, forgive us. Holy Spirit, we have kicked against you working through our conscience. We ask for forgiveness. We ask for forgiveness. We ask for forgiveness for the husband man. We ask for forgiveness for the, hus- for the wife woman in the name of Jesus. We ask for forgiveness for the child of God in the name of Jesus. Let there be a cleansing by the blood, by the blood, by the blood, by the blood. The blood is able to deal with dead, with dead consciences. Lord, let there be re- a release in the name of Jesus. That our conscience will begin to work in us. That we will be found pleasing you. There is no more struggle. I sense the Spirit of the Lord saying, if you will obey, you will not have any struggle. Your conscience will work. Your conscience would excuse. Your conscience would accuse. You will not find yourself. Let your conscience work. Say as the Spirit of the Lord, let your conscience work. And you will be victorious in your day-to-day walk. Come along. Lemele kele kele lele lebe shengeleko 
lenkolo shakata langala katangala zengele shiko yankunte lankunde leme leboroshi kamelega dungulu kutuli lingri kandi kandi kandu kandu balangadu lempreganda sasa leria father let there be a revival of the conscience in us good conscience good conscience that we may say with a paul we, we may say with brother paul the apostle good conscience conscience without offense before god and man let this be lord in jesus name amen